3: What does mm-hmm. ADHD look like in adults?
1: If I'm drawn to you, you probably have ADHD. Oh, <laughs> I like person. this person. I think
0: they have a
3: disorder.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Your brain is
3: full of like sparkles and glitter, which is amazing,
0: but you mm-hmm. are a huge slob. I think what she was trying to say is that I deserve a medal for tying my shoes. You were on such a roll there. <laughs> like know. You were being very selfless, and now here we are. No, you're like a preschooler with a reward chart. I forget to eat lunch all the time.
3: He's like, oh, I have ADHD. Sorry, I can't do that. I have anxiety, and like, I know order makes me feel better, so like, wh- why does his ADHD get to win?
0: It's the worst name for something ever. I can't tell you how much I relate to that.
3: Yeah, tell yeah.
0: me. No, well, I just said I can't tell you.
3: Hey, guys, Happy New Year. We yeah. don't say that. Any, we're, we're, we're done with Happy New Year, right? We don't say that. It's January, though. I don't
0: think there's ever a reason not to say happy anything like let's be positive also we haven't been around for a bit we took a break over the holidays so merry christmas happy new year uh what else did we miss is there anything that's happened
3: i mean there's some things there's some
0: things that have happened that we are um we're going to steer clear of the specifics but it has led to some anxiety and some craziness in everyone's lives
3: yeah not that we're trying to shy away from anything, but just it's not relevant here today and you've heard enough of it. But hey, this is the Holderness Family Podcast. I'm
0: Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. We, just a little bit of inside information, we record this on a Friday when we were done with all of our other crap Mm -hmm. that stresses us out. And it's like a time to just relax and be together, the two of us, and learn a little bit more about each other. And sometimes even get some tips on how to how to continue that happiness. Yeah. And so it is we, our
3: favorite thing. Yeah. Um, our book is out March thirtieth. It's called Everybody Fights, so why not get better at it? It's a big deal. We just recorded the audio book in December, at the end of December, thank goodness. And we have some virtual events coming up. So That's you can right. go to everybodyfightsbook.com to pre order. And if you pre-order, so here's a little inside baseball. If you pre order the book, it goes into the whole and then the launch day, all of those count as sales on that day. So then it pushes you up whatever like these magical book lists are.
0: Which is why we're telling you about it in early January.
3: Right. And then when you're on these like book lists of like top whatever, then more people buy it because more people see it. And more stores buy it too. And more stores buy yeah. it. So we are learning so much from our publisher because they're they're having to sell it like Costco. It's gonna be in Costco, which is so cool. So but we need to figure Here's what, out yeah,
0: Kim's asking you to, to pre-order. I know, and I it's, hate, a, no, I hate me, I'll, do I'll do it. I'll do I hate it. Asking I'll people do it. it. Uh, you you got started. Just pre-order the book. It'll be awesome. You don't have to <laughs> think about really it. Grateful. It's, it's going to be, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you've listened to more than one of them without cringing, I guarantee you're going to like it because guess what? This podcast was the reason that we wrote the book, Yeah. except it's way more organized. It's structured. It has actionable items. It's it not just took us. Us two years. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it took us, well, I think it took us more than two years. It took us, uh, with, with the marketing and everything else, probably three years. Yeah. But uh, every time I read it, even though I wrote it, I'm learning stuff. Or, yeah. And, and I'm practicing it more. It's about, like, there are all these kind of magic words and tricks that you can have in your relationship. It could be a marriage. It could be a partnership. It could be a work relationship. There are these ways of communicating that will just make it easier. To be married. To avoid fights, or once you get into a fight, how to do it correctly. Because here's a newsflash. When you fight, you can grow closer if you fight the right way.
3: Fighting is a love language, man. Yeah. Well, that actually brings us to this amazing interview that we have for you today. Uh, She's Dr. Marcy Caldwell. She's a psychologist, writer, speaker, mother, and general lover of all things ADHD. You heard that correct. She is fascinated with the ADHD brain. She's a complete believer in the beauty that comes with an ADHD brain, and she helps adults and couples with ADHD navigate life
0: better. And like Kim, uh, her husband has ADHD and she does not. So this, we're, we're going to be talking to a mirror, except the mirror is going to be smarter than us. Yes. Uh, this- it,
3: but she gave <laughs> us, let me tell you, I was staring at Penn a few times when she was talking and it was like a light bulb went off for him. Just the, she kind of languaged a lot of the things that he he has, has done his whole life, how his brain has operated his whole life, but he didn't have the language around it. And she has, it was good. It was eye-opening and it's its definitely, it's going to help.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to read a, a quick disclaimer. We do this with, oh, yeah. with, do with therapists, doctors. Um, so the information shared here should not be taken as medical or psychological advice or diagnosis and is for informational purposes only because each person and situation is unique. Please consult your mental health care professional for any diagnostic or treatment questions here's another disclaimer this is kind of awesome she is recording this in a closet <laughs> and there are three preschool children in her house i don't know what she's got them doing now i think there's somebody else in there helping her i don't, but, I but don't she's know she's
3: like she's one of us but, guys she's, yeah she's she's,
0: she's she's going through the same thing it's not she's like one she's, of us yeah she's not on air force one right now <laughs> she's in her closet that would be
3: super weird dealing
0: with was. i know that's true <laughs>
3: Thank you for joining us, Dr. Marcy Caldwell. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. So, you and I have something in common. We are both mm-hmm. married to people who have ADHD. So, I salute you. Um now <laughs> let me let me get this straight. You do not have ADHD? I do not have ADHD. Okay. So, let's talk about just is there do you find that ADHD people in terms of just like seeking partnerships, I think there's always one. Is it? Are there often two, or is there usually just one in the relationship?
1: There are often just one, but they, we do sometimes have couples that where both have it.
0: Okay. Is it like the thing? And with, that's a
1: whole yeah. unique category in of, of itself.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask. Like th- this happens with introverts and extroverts a lot of times. Right. Like you balance mm-hmm. each other out, and so if you have two extroverts, sometimes the bigger extrovert turns the other person into an introvert is it like that with adhd like the the one who deals the best has to become the, the responsible ADHD. one less the <laughs> exactly. less adhd i don't yep.
1: know yeah often one one person ends up making up for the other in various ways and so when there're two adhders there's sometimes there's one adhder who tends to be more perfectionistic more into the details and the other one is less We should also
3: back up and say, can you define, I know uh, we have this kind of stereotype of what ADHD looks like in kids. What does Mm -hmm. ADHD look like in adults?
1: Yeah, so you're right. We we really think about ADHD in terms of particularly seven-year-old boys, right, (laughs) jumping, bouncing off the walls. In adults, we tend to see less of that hyperactivity, though we will still see lots of energy, um, Mm -hmm. but it tends to come out more in more socially appropriate ways, right? So they might be more into sports and activities. They might just be enthusiastic, but most of the time, most adults are able to kind of sit when they have to. They might not enjoy it, but they're able to. What we see in adults more often is a lot of Disorganization, a lot of issues with procrastination. <laughs> are you Sorry, okay, keep going, keep going. <laughs> um, issues with procrastination, issues with initiation. So, starting tasks can be really, really hard when you have ADHD, and difficulty with planning and prioritizing, kind of figuring out, you know, I have 5,000 things to do. I have no idea what to do first. And so, I just kind of do the most appealing one. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, the same core neurobiological aspects are present, whether you have a child with ADHD or an adult with ADHD. It's just that people tend to learn more skills and they tend to be able to kind of mediate some of the hyperactive components if they had it to begin with.
0: If you were at a, a poker table with nine other people, uh-huh. you're spending time looking for their tells right? Like Mm -hmm. there's something that you can tell, like this person, like they get really quiet when they get a good hand, by the way, that's my tell. If you ever play poker with me, (laughs) um, are there tells for like, when you, when you meet someone at a cocktail party or if they come into your office, are there tells for ADHD?
1: There definitely can be, at least I feel like there are. And honestly, one of them is that if I'm drawn to you, you probably have ADHD (laughs) because there's an energy that comes and not everybody with ADHD, but a lot of people with ADHD have an energy, a kind of enthusiasm and a spirit Mm -hmm. that I personally find really appealing. So that's for me, my, my initial draw or initial tell is like, Oh, you know, I kind of particularly enjoyed being around that. Person. I like this person. Normally... I think
0: they have a disorder.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. married one. Sorry, by
0: the way, the yeah. hill, the hill that I'm going to die on. And I've said this before in many of my videos, and I'm going to say it again right here. It's the worst name for something ever. It, like ADHD is a terrible name. It's because like, it can yeah. be for me. It's been a strength, but I don't like the name. Well, just the deficit. Yeah, it's just all it. bad. It's you're... disorder, deficit. Just yeah, like hyperactivity. <laughs> Settle down.
3: Yeah, your brain is like <laughs> full of like sparkles and glitter, which is amazing. But you mm-hmm. are a huge slob. Love you. Hang
0: on, we're talking about the name. You're.
3: Yeah. Let's, let's stay. No, stay I on agree. Topic. I think that my my best friends. Are uh, ADHD just because of mm-hmm. that kind of sparkly energy? Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I, I married one, but it is not all sunshine and glitter and sparkles. What are nope. some of the uh, challenges you see in a partnership with somebody with ADHD?
1: Yeah, so the disorganization is a big one. So, if we're just talking about in terms of couples, you know, I think one of the big differences is that you have two people who are going about in the world. In and processing the world with different brains, right? An ADHD brain pen, I think I, I agree with you. The name is horrible because it's not it's not necessarily always about attention or activity and it's certainly not always about deficit it's more about regulation of executive functions mm. so if i if i ruled the world and could rename it i would rename it an executive functioning regulation difference
0: dude because executive functioning reg IRFDA. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just trying to figure out what we would call it IRFD? <laughs> IRFD. IRFD. i got yeah,
1: the acronym's not the acronym needs some work no, i no no like.
0: but i love these. Yeah, I love the sentiment. Yeah,
1: yeah because I, I think that what happens is that I often will refer to an ADHD brain, if you imagine kind of a sound studio, you know, that has one of those sound boards with all the dimmer switches, that would be a neurotypical brain, lots and lots of dimmer switches, an ADHD brain would have that same sound board, but rather than dimmer switches, it would have on off switches. Oh, wow. Because it can go all in and it can go all out really easily. Mm-hmm. It has a really hard time doing that middle ground. So if you imagine trying to get a on off, you know, light switch to balance in the middle there, it's really tricky, right? Like it wants to fall one way or the other. I, ADHD brains do the same thing.
0: I can't tell you how much I relate to that.
3: Yeah. Tell yeah. me. Like, give me an example. No, I just
0: said, I can't tell you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I will tell you. It there you wake up in the morning and you see something and you you want to give everything you've got to that Mm -hmm. thing. Right. And then you forget to put on, you you know, the pants, pants or socks or whatever. And there's just something else in your life that you forget. Mm -hmm. Um, This is crazy, Marcy. I forget to eat lunch all the time because I get Mm -hmm. I get into my job. And I find something that I've got to do. And once I'm doing my job, especially if you do something in, in editing, you have to put your entire brain into it and everything else just mm-hmm. kind of closes out. By the way, that can be an advantage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody knows that. Like, I'm a good editor because I, you can I dial get, in I better get than... dialed into yeah. it. But then the yeah. rest of the world could be falling apart and then my shoes are everywhere. I can see two pairs right now from where I'm sitting. And, <laughs> uh, you know, all of these other things fall to the wayside. But it really is that on-off switch. And I've never heard it described that way. And I think it's brilliant. Yeah.
3: Mm -hmm. I know that. And that's a really, that helps me know that. And I think I've learned to navigate just like he's learned to navigate my anxiety and depression. Like we've learned to kind of walk that walk, but what Mm -hmm. are some, what are some tips, tools, like what are some of the things that, you know, can help, help a couple, help a relationship with one person with ADHD? Yeah. So
1: I I think having that that basic understanding that we're coming at this with different brains I think is the very first step in a couple, right? Because understanding because it's really easy to take it personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do this all the time. I'm, I this is my job, and I still do this, right? So like, <laughs> my husband has a habit of leaving socks on the counter for some reason. <laughs> he um, leaves shoes on the counter anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't understand why they're at that level at all. But, and I would ask him to stop leaving socks all over the kitchen and it wouldn't happen, right? There was a choice point there where I could either take it personally and decide, okay, he's doing this to make my life more difficult. Here I am cleaning the kitchen and I now I have to clean his socks off too. And I told him not to, you know, and go down that path. Or I can choose to see this as, oh, this is a difference between the two of us. There's something about the way his brain's working that's making him leave these socks all over the place. When you come at it from that perspective, it's much easier to team up on the problem and to lower the defensiveness, right? Like if I come at him and I'm like, why didn't you do this? I told you, you know, why don't you care about me? He's going to get defensive and it's certainly not going to solve the sock issue, but if I come at them and I'm like, hey, curious, why is it that the socks end up on the counter to begin with? Um, I wonder if there's another way we could do this. Ooh, or that's dangerous. Is though. there some is there some kind of cue that could could work to to make this not happen and kind of explore what the actual issue is, then we can team up together against the actual issue.
3: Okay. Thank you for continuing – I thought you were going to say, well, now I know how his brain brain works. He's incapable of doing it, so now I just do it, and I was going to jump out of my skin. But, no, you continued that, so thank you. (laughs) Because here's my thing. So, Mm -hmm. among other things, I love my husband – but among other things, he doesn't tuck the dining room chairs. on. He like puts on his shoes in the morning. He's a big man.
0: I've got a very good reason for that. Okay, he have got a bad back. He's got. Of gotta
3: course. sit down. He has put to on sit my down, shoes. Yeah. and he has. To, he pulls out a chair, or a, we don't have a dining room, but like a kitchen table, mm-hmm. and he pulls the chair out very wide from, the, and so it's in the middle of the room basically, and he puts on his shoes. Get it but he stands up and he doesn't tuck it under. So I'm walking. So I'm like, I spend half my day just tucking chairs. Did under. do not spend
0: half your day. I tucking do, in in half chairs. Day. You spend eight seconds tucking well, in your chairs. Well, why, I love you.
3: But so eight my seconds. brain, so my anxious brain deals better with order. Mm-hmm. So why does he, because he's like, Oh, I have ADHD. Sorry. I can't do that. But I, I am have been diagnosed With anxiety and like, I know order makes me feel better. So like, why does his like ADHD get to win is my, so like that, that is, we had literally I, I I sent passive aggressive texts this week of, of the chair out. I'm like, you're kidding me. He's like, what's the problem? I'm like, it helps me. It takes you two seconds, but it helps me if you just tuck the chair in. He did. Mm-hmm. And then two seconds later, there was another chair out. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? So that's the battle. So solve our problem. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Pen, I'm going to guess that what happens for you is you tie your shoe and then your brain has moved on to the next thing. And you are chasing that next thing. Is that true? Yes. Okay.
0: I have nothing further. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're just trying to fully understand before we find the solution. So I'm I'm not suggesting that we're just going to make it okay. But when you have ADHD, you're you're constantly directed towards something or 5 million things, but it's rarely the thing that has just finished. Okay. Right? The, the ADHD brain moves on normally actually when something is about 60 to 80% finished. Yes. The ADHD brain is done with it. It sure so does. It it. So, <laughs> so the fact that Penna even completes finishing his, tying his shoes um, is, <laughs> is probably more a matter of, of it just being a habit. Um, but his brain has probably moved on halfway through tying his shoes um, and is already completing the next thing. And so pushing the chair in is not part of that holy. It occasion. sure isn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, you know, I think there are, uh, there are a couple ways that you can go about it. One is really working to build that habit in. So with ADHD, when you're trying to kind of add something in, you want to add any new habit on top of an already established one. So you need to kind of develop a cue for that. And so when you're tying your shoes, if <laughs> if you want to have a little like note on the shoes, that says, tuck chair in, sorry, right? I'm That'll laughing. cue your brain. And it's tied with tying your shoes. That would be one one strategy is okay. kind of trying to create the habit. Another would be that there are set times in the day where pen goes around and tucks all the chairs in.
0: I think that's more likely, I'm um, just like I don't yeah. know why, but the notes make it. oh, I'll make you some notes. H- hang on <laughs> I, your notes are not with love, your notes are passive aggressive, and you know it, it's like your weapon, but notes for me are also it's just like it's it it says something on the note, but it says something different to okay. my head like so the maybe note, there's some the alarm. note says, please tuck in the chair and what it's saying to my brain is, are you that beeping stupid that you can't tuck in the chair that you need a note?" Right. So that's, I mean, that's just me and and that's ego. Right. And I, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's the right way to look. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot.
3: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit
0: jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I think what she was trying to say is that I deserve a medal for tying my shoes. No. I
3: But it helps me understand, though, because, you know, last week we were doing some yard work. There were some really heavy pots I needed him to help me pick up. And he was great, and he helped me complained about the entire time cuz he hates yard work and then he's like was like okay I'm done now and he left out the shovels and the wheelbarrow and the I'm like okay we're not actually done with the tasks because we have to now put the way the things like the mm-hmm. we have to put them away so like my I can he he does help around the house but does not put away the things like the ladders the thing. And I think that's because he's already moved on.
0: Here's what's happening here. She's doing, Marcy's doing a great job explaining. Dr. What, Caldwell. Okay. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Dr. Cal, Dr. Not, Dr. Caldwell yeah. is doing a great job explaining why these things are happening. Yeah. And you, you are turning that into like, like she's going to have to turn into a marriage counselor. No, here, no, no, no. Which no, isn't no. really her job. <laughs> no, but even I'm, though she has some like, empirical no, but this evidence, is experience.
3: This is helping me though, understand why you don't do those things.
0: I got it. But, yeah. then, but then it ends. The end of every sentence is, and he never does this. And no. so that's then. Then we get into okay. kind of the therapy part. So, but I'm I'm enjoying learning about how and why. Yes, that's what's interesting to me.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it makes a lot of sense now. Okay, I know that you know there's these stress points and conflicts in every relationship, and then you add some sort of mental health issue, whether it's anxiety, depression, ADHD. And then you add on a pandemic and quarantining and COVID and mm-hmm. child care and jobs and stress. So are you finding that the couples you see or the people you work with, I mean, is it heightened now more than ever or is it just our house?
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah. No, it's definitely...
0: I <laughs> she, oh my God, can, can we just... I'm sorry, I'm going to paint a picture because we're Zooming with Dr. Caldwell right now. She sank a little bit when she said that. Here's why. Here's why. You guys ready for this? We're going to lift the, the veil here. Dr. Caldwell, while doing this interview with us, is hiding in a closet <laughs> with a very nice microphone, and there are three children somewhere in her in her house right now. They're is doing that, a preschool,
3: co-op preschool like, at her dining room table so as I, we speak. I
0: just felt you. I just felt you right there. And I'll yes. let you continue, but I felt you. <sighs>
1: Yes, as I speak from my closet, um, (laughs) we are all under a lot of stress. And so any couple that's already has a stress point, it's going to feel worse right now during COVID under the additional stress that we're under, right? But then add to that, that COVID has some particular pieces to it that make ADHD and ADHD in a couple that much worse too. So it's not just like if you're anxious or depressed and you're in COVID, it's that much worse because, you know, there's more stress and more things to be anxious about. With ADHD, I think there are some specific things about COVID that actually make it even worse than just the added stress, which is that one is that we're in our houses together, Mm -hmm. right? And so if you have, particularly if you have a couple where one person has ADHD and the other one doesn't, now those differences that only existed in your home life before now also exist in your work life, Mm -hmm. right? So work style is often different between ADHDers and non-ADHDers Space organization, just the amount of time that people have to create a mess, let's just say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have more time to do that in our houses right now than we did before. We also have more time to get on each other's nerves with our differences, which is where we tend to get get on each other's nerves, right? Is anytime there's a difference, we kind of grate on each other. So having more time and being in the same space for more time is creating additional stress
0: that applies to a lot of people out there it doesn't apply as much to us because we're <laughs> we're in each other's business all the time anyway we and have been for years we, we live and we work together. Here's, uh, let me tell you what has really affected me the most during COVID, and this is just subjective but i wonder if it's similar for other people i'm an adhd extrovert and i bet you there's a lot of those mm-hmm. right yeah mm-hmm. and the the which means i get energy from where other people. From other people. And who can't you see? Other people. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard.
1: Mm-hmm. Are and, you are
0: you seeing some of that as well?
1: Yeah, I definitely see a lot of that. And I also see the, the loss of routine and structure and accountability that comes from COVID, right? That like when we don't go to a place to do a thing, when we don't have somebody around us knowing that we're doing the thing, that is extra hard for ADHD too because ADHD doesn't while it fights against structure is what makes it feel safe and good and like it's able to move forward. Having that taken away and having to create it yourself can be really, really hard with an ADHD brain. So I think I
3: interrupted you, which is not surprising about (laughs) answering how non ADHD partners can best support their, their Mm -hmm. ADHD partners you talked initially about like let's develop a pattern, let's let's kind of get to the root of this in a, you know, in a way that doesn't cause them to go on the attack. What mm-hmm. else can I be doing to help support Penn right now?
1: So one thing is letting go of perfectionism, right that I think oftentimes when we get into a pattern with our partners of kind of taking over and doing too much, you know that's the, that's a very typical ADHD, relationship pattern that one person kind of does a lot and the other person does less of certain things. So of course, you know, that's not true in every category. And part of that can happen because the non adhd can have certain ways that they like to have things done. That when we are able to kind of let go of the perfectionism about when or how they are done we allow our partners to step in which then makes them feel better too because it never feels good to be the one who's doing less. So that's that's one way is allowing somebody to kind of take over and do it in their own way. I also really think that it's really important to stay grateful, right? To appreciate our partners for what they bring to our lives that Kim, I think you're probably this way too, you know, who don't have ADHD and are detail-oriented. You know, we may be doing a lot of these things, right? Mm -hmm. But what the ADHD partner brings is, in addition to other things, but also a big part is the love and the the fun (laughs) and the energy and the enthusiasm. And that, you know, is harder to categorize and harder to to kind of put words to, but it's still very real. And if we're honest, a big part of what, you know, brought us to them. Um, So staying grateful, staying appreciative. I do with my husband something every night that I recommend my clients do all the time, which is. We have a evening routine before we go to bed where we both say kind of one or two things that we're really grateful or appreciative about the other one for from the day
0: that's super Um, smart Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i i love it because a, it's like a nice way to go to bed, right? It's just this nice connection before you go to sleep. But it also, it makes you more aware during the day too, because you're kind of like, what's my thing? Yeah. <laughs> what's the thing that well, I'm going like to Oh, it's like a homework assignment.
0: Thing? Yeah, you've got to find something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so it, it tunes your brain to be grateful throughout the day. You know, we're so easily tuned to the things that annoy us and the things that went <laughs> wrong. And so when we tune our brain to be grateful, we're able to kind of tap into
0: that. I, I love that. Yeah. Advice. You know, and I'm going to give you some credit and this is like, I, I'm jumping the gun. This, this is something I could say tonight before we go to bed. Cause we never do this, but we're going to start doing it now. I'm actually, I've noticed that you've been good about being grateful to me. Not so much. I don't know that you like always say, Hey, I'm grateful for all the positive energy you bring. I know that you're grateful for that, mm-hmm. but like all, <laughs> so doc, I will, I will say, Hey, I just, um, just lock the doors in the house, like I'll say, <laughs> which is like not something it, that it's you- It's like the bare minimum of what and, you should and, do, yeah. And what Kim could say there is, what do you want a frickin' medal? And instead, I think she's realized over the time that we've been together that that is a thing that I'm not just trying to get credit for. It's something that I suck at just because of who I am. And so you swallow your pride and say, thank you, honey. With no hidden <laughs> yeah. agenda, you actually, instead of saying, what do you want a frickin' medal- you say thank you. So thank you. I'm grateful for that part of you and like understanding that something that is super easy to you comes hard to me and you give me credit for it.
3: Well, I think Mm -hmm. we're both very, very self-aware. And I know I would be, I'm not nearly as fun as Penn. Like we there's so much laughter in our house and 99.999% of it is because of something Penn has done, said, instigated. So Mm -hmm. I know that my life would be super boring without him. I know that our dinner table would not be as much fun without him. So I'm so grateful for those things. So it sounds like I spent the entire podcast complaining about how you don't. Tuck the chair in, but those, I mean, but I am very, I, I would still marry, I'd marry you again. Well, good. So, but the, the is, I think what you're supposed to ask next, then, Pen, is how you can be a, part, a good partner at, to a non ADHD person. So um, I'll let you ask that question there, Pen. <laughs>
0: I don't think I have to. So, uh, what You were on such a roll there. I like know. you were being very selfless and now here we are. Here we are. How do I, I'm sorry, doc, how do I make it easier on my wife?
1: <laughs> you know, I, I think Kim is probably letting you know the things that are getting in her way. I hope and so. Upsetting I, I, yeah, her. I, I, yeah. That's
0: honestly like if, I feel like if she's telling me it's not that big a deal, if she's not telling me, that's where we're screwed. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So then, then it's really a matter of you guys teaming up and Pen you looking at what, um, what the things are that get in your way from doing that whatever it is that she needs of you to do. Right? So so the, the thing about ADHD brains is that it's, it's not a disorder of knowing what to do. ADHD brains know what to do. It's a disorder of doing what you know. And so we have to kind of break down what are the obstacles between you and doing what you know, and how do we get around those obstacles? How do we put in structures to help you do that? So for example, with the pushing in the chair, right, we were talked about having a alarm or a schedule where you go around and you push all the chairs up That's an external structure that then cues you to do the, the behavior that you need to add in. And so, so figuring out those things for whatever it is that Kim is needing from you is, is really where your work comes in.
0: Gotcha. Okay. No, I'm honestly like, I'm already, I already feel like I'm in a better spot now that you explained a little bit of this to me. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's, I always think of three things that I kind of take away Mm -hmm. from an interview. My, the three things that I that I will never forget. Number one, explaining this to people like it's an on-off switch and not a fader. Yeah. I think that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, explaining that your tr- your brain is trying to attach itself to the next thing when you're sixty percent into something or 65 percent into something. That could not be more true. And I love the I love the the gratitude at the end of the day. And here's the thing. Okay, if I know that's coming. I like my love language is words of affirmation and also, the, you know, the physical touch. So um, <laughs> so but like one of those things, words of af- or, and also acts of uh, and you like acts of service. Yes. Right. So if I know that it's coming at the end of the day, like, like, a, a, like a, a gold a good star, boy, like a treat, like a golden retriever <laughs> waiting for a treat. Now that I know that we could do that, I'm going to make more of an effort. Because yeah. of positive reinforcement. Yeah. So really, for me, it's more like I'm a dog.
3: You're, you you know, you're like a preschooler with a reward chart. Like you went pee-pee it's, in the potty and you I got think an that's, M&M. That's
0: giving me too much credit. I think it's more like a dog. <laughs> and I'm a I'm the biggest dog fan in the world, so I'll take it.
3: Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. We should all be so lucky to be compared to dogs. Are there, in terms of parenting, I know you work with adults, but mm-hmm. do you typically see that children are are we born this way do they adopt the the habits of the adhd because i could definitely see my son although he's Mm -hmm. great in school like there's no need to medicate him or anything like at this point because he's killing it in school but he's got it oh my sorry for the love like what was something Mm -hmm. he did yesterday that was so funny like he got the cut oh he, he stood up from the dinner table to go get a glass of water he went to the cupboard he got a glass. He came back to the table with an empty glass with no water in it because <laughs> he forgot yeah. to get the it's, water. I mean,
0: that's a funny one. Like one that we don't find funny anymore is that we have to ask him four times every morning to put on his shoes. <sighs> he has all these. This is this is crazy. OK, he has all these things that there's no way he got him from me like watching what I do. But he got him from my DNA. I, know. I used to chew on my shirts. Like, like a, a tick, yeah. yeah. No, like cotton shirts. I would chew on them and would have like a ring around my shirt. Just the same thing. And I'm like, I look over at Ben Charles and I'm like, Oh my god, how? We're the only two people I know who do that. <laughs> so I don't. I, I doubt that's even an ADHD sign. But like, I had trouble getting my shoes on. I was super smart in school. I would like rush through my homework and make a couple of careless mistakes, and that would be how yeah. I got knocked. Like he's mm-hmm. he is right down the middle, genetic wise with me. So we just did a lot of talking and we haven't let her like chime in.
3: No, about, I just wanted to No, I want you to
0: hear about me.
1: <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I, you're right. So ADHD is a genetic disorder. It, it's a neurobiological and neurodevelopmental disorder. But it's not so, a disorder.
0: It's a difference. It's, it's an executive function reordering exactly. difference. Which, yep. By the way, it's, you know, I do you know what I realize. If you said it out loud, it's effort. Effort, which is kind of what effort. you want from me. You yeah. want more effort. effort. Okay, you would like exactly. to, you would like more effort in putting the chairs in. Yes. Okay. I've been I've been <laughs> ignoring you this entire time and trying to come up with that joke. Okay. Anyway. Which is what ADHD <laughs> people do. Sorry. Go ahead. Um.
1: Uh, so that Pen Charles would have ADHD is is highly likely, honestly. Mm-hmm. And there are certain things about ADHD that would, you know, the the chewing on the shirt actually makes me think of the fact that ADHD brains are more sensitive to all types of sensory input. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm wondering if there's something about the chewing on the shirt that is a way of mediating some of the the onslaught of sensory input, that there's something that he might be doing there that is trying to kind of balance out his system. Like playing video games or watching TV? Yeah, what happens is it. ADHD brains don't have a filter for information coming in. So neurotypical brains can walk around in the world and tune out a whole bunch of things that aren't important in what it's doing. ADHD brains don't tune out all that extra stuff. They don't filter it out. And so it just is constantly being bombarded extra things. So a lot of people with ADHD have a hard time with tags and their shirts. Mm-hmm. They have a hard time with really loud noises. My husband hates my dog's bark. He doesn't bark that often, but when he does, it's kind of a, a loud, shrill bark. And my husband like will will cover his ears and cringe and kind of like run away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because loud noises just are totally take over the system and will flood the system completely. Mm -hmm. So you'll see those similarities and the genetic loading is very present. And so you often will have parents with ADHD who have kids with ADHD. And there's some interesting dynamics that happen with parents and kids with ADHD in terms of it's actually, it can be very beneficial kids with ADHD can have actually better outcomes when their parents have ADHD because there's a there's an understanding there Mm.
3: yeah and it's interesting because I know it it displays differently in girls and boys and Mm -hmm. again I know you don't work with kids but our daughter is so sensitive to noise that we were on a boat recently, like the horn, and it was like a, there was yeah. a horn and yep. she, any any loud noise to the point where when they have those, like those fire drills, shooter drills, like, like all of those things in school, um, not this year, but like they would call me because, and they would say, hey, it's going to happen at some point today because if they didn't. Lola, like the noise of it would, it would her system would just flood. Mm -hmm. And it was like, there was no, there's no getting her to, which is not ideal. Not ideal. I think my
0: ADD is so strong that I have been able to (laughs) impart it in both of my children.
3: (laughs) You're so strong. Um, uh,
0: And again, I, you've heard me say this before. I'll say it again. I think it's a good thing. Uh, I don't I, care what anybody else says. I think it's a good thing in the long run. Yeah, and-
3: 100 no, ADHD adults are infinitely more interesting than for example me. So, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> now, you have an online course. Now has it launched or is it it's launching? Tell me about it.
1: It yeah, we are launching in April and it is for adults with ADHD who are looking for strategies and solutions for managing the emotional overwhelm that often comes with ADHD. Because just like ADHD brains have a hard time filtering out stimulation, it also sometimes has a hard time filtering out emotions. And so people get really flooded and overwhelmed by the emotions that they're feeling.
3: Meltdown to mastery, building resilience and overcoming ADHD emotional overwhelm. I feel like I need this. And you can learn more by going to adept.org. That's a d d e p t. dot O-R-G. Did I say adept, right? It was it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dr. Caldwell, thank you so much. I really, this is, I've learned a lot and I, I, I shouldn't be surprised. You're a very smart person, but I've learned so much about my husband's brain. I think the on off switch, because my fader board, my like soundboard is every single switch is at in the middle Mm because I can do so
0: many things at once. Except when it comes to anxiety. And, Correct. Then, and then you're an on off switch and then
3: the and the entire board's yeah. off
0: yeah but that's a whole other episode
3: that's a that's another episode for yeah. another day um, but thank you thank you thank you for sharing this with us and where can people find you online when you're not in your closet when you're not in your closet
1: <laughs> when I'm not in my closet I'm on adept.org uh, which is a blog and digital resource then you can also just find me on drmarcycaldwell.com. awesome thank you so much you're welcome thanks for having me guys